Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. State of emergency. Businesses boarded. And what it's like being a juror in a case like that, knowing the whole world is watching. It's a lot of pressure. Definitely. Then, air fresheners. You see them everywhere, dangling from the rearview mirror. There's another one, an air freshener right here. But did you know that they could be illegal? I said, well, why did you get pulled over? And he said, because I had air fresheners hanging in the rearview mirror. And babies getting the COVID-19 vaccine. People are asking us, like, Why are you doing this as if we're sacrificing our baby to the gods of science? And Trump's first TV interview, what he's saying about the vaccine shot. Then, epic stare down between the five-year-old girl and the bobcat, right in her own backyard. It's like a Clint Eastwood movie. Plus, Ivy League countdown, times four. I got it. And lost wedding ring found. But who does it belong to? I had a pretty good idea that somebody lost it and probably really wanted it back. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Jury deliberations continue in the Derek Chauvin case, but President Biden has made it clear how he'd vote if he were on the jury. The president says he's praying for the right verdict, adding he believes the case to be, quote, overwhelming. His words underscore just how much attention is focused on the case. Stephen Fabian is in Minneapolis, where people are bracing for the decision. The world is watching as the jury in the Derek Chauvin trial considers his fate. As the jury continues to deliberate in this building behind me, just look at how protected it is. Barbed wire, National Guard, barricades surrounding the building, even spools of razor wire turning this place into a fortress of protection. Gail King described the white knuckle tension. I wanted to go to see George Floyd Square. We've seen it on the news. I was very curious. I was hoping to talk to some people there. And we have two security people with us and they said, nope, you can't go there now. It's, uh, it's, it's very dicey. The city is under a state of emergency with stores and businesses boarding up. This shopping center was hit especially hard last summer with rioting and looting. But today, these businesses aren't taking any chances. Look behind me, everyone is boarding up the Dollar Tree, the laundromat, the Planet Fitness, as well as these businesses here. We've got a beauty supply, a nail salon. They were hit really hard last summer, but I want to point this out. Look here. They've written kids live here and kids live upstairs on the plywood as a deterrent to prevent the demonstrators from causing serious damage or even worse, burning these places down. Lynn Lace told me she's removed vital records out of her health care business just in case. We wanted just to be extra careful, so we evacuated all of those to our business manager's home. The owner of this dry cleaners has moved all his customers' clothes for safekeeping. Some say they are ready to flee at a moment's notice. Our safety is more important at this point. Right. We're just going to leave. 
So you, basically, if, if a riot were to break out, you, you just abandon ship. Exactly. The owner of this stained glass shop told me she plans to stay put if a riot goes down. My concern isn't for myself or my shop. It's for our community and our city and our country. The jury began deliberations at 4 p.m. local time Monday and continued until 8 p.m. last night. They resumed work today at 8 a.m. Even President Biden is on verdict watch and indicates he hopes the jury votes guilty. I'm praying the verdict is the right verdict, which is, I think it's overwhelming in my view. I wouldn't say that unless the, the jury was sequestered now. There was an immediate backlash over the president's remark. The jury's not done yet. They are sequestered, but the trial's not over. It's very unusual for a president of the United States to weigh in at all. And it came up at the White House briefing. I know there are worries about unrest. Is there now concern that the president's words could add to that if the, quote, right verdict is not reached? Regardless of the outcome, uh, the president has consistently called for peace. George Floyd's brother described taking the president's call. He knows how it is to, to lose a family member, and he knows the, the process of what we're going through, so he was just letting, him know, letting us know that he was praying for us. Guilty, guilty, guilty. There's uproar over remarks by Firebrand California Congresswoman Maxine Waters. The judge warned her words could result in a retrial. Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case. When the 12 men and women and two alternates selected for the Chauvin jury were chosen, they were asked about media coverage of the case and if they were aware of the intense interest in it. Each said they could put that aside and focus on the facts. But as Les Trent reports, that does not eliminate the pressure of their task. Behind these walls, the 12 men and women who will decide Derek Chauvin's fate are deliberating today. The jury is made up of five men, seven women. Four are black, six white. Two identify as multiracial. This jury is a diverse jury. We're talking about seven women, five men. We're also talking about a racial diversity, and I think that's going to be important. We actually heard from them during jury selection, a first in a televised trial. Juror number one, we're going to have you come right up here. Juror number two, a chemist, has no love for Black Lives Matter. I support the message that every life should matter equally. For three weeks, they sat, physically distanced in the courtroom, listening to the 45 witnesses, reporters scrutinizing their every move. I think they have had a jury that has really paid close attention and uh, been engaged the whole time. There was only a, a day where there was a little bit of fidgeting going on, but for the most part, they have really been engaging. So what's it like to sit in deliberation, knowing the entire world is watching? It's a lot of pressure. Definitely. This woman, who was asked that she not be named, was on the jury at the Harvey Weinstein trial last year that found the disgraced movie mogul guilty of rape and sexual assault. What was it like inside that jury room? Nerve-wracking. The beginning stages, you're not allowed to talk about it. So now that we were allowed to speak about it, everyone, everyone all at once, I felt this way, I felt that way, this and this, and did you hear that? As a juror, there's a pressure to get it right. Mm-hmm. What do you imagine that is like for the jurors in this particular case? Collectively, they have to make a decision that 
they're going to be able to walk out of their homes and be proud of. You have to stand firm and you have to be confident in the decision that you're making in this case, because it is a huge case. It, it really is. It's just been returned and it is guilty on all three counts on the count of second degree murder, a charge which carries a 40 year ma maximum prison sentence. Derek Chauvin has been found guilty as to the third degree murder charge. Derek Chauvin has been found guilty. That carries a maximum of 10 years in prison. There was also a second degree manslaughter charge, a charge which carries a maximum of 10 years in prison. Derek Chauvin guilty. That is guilty on all three counts. Of course, there is going to be a reaction from here, there and everywhere. We will have all of that reaction for you when you join us next time on Inside Edition. This is certainly a trial that people will remember where they were when this verdict was returned. And you'll be able to say you were watching Inside Edition. Moving on now, have you got an air freshener in your car? There's a reason we ask. A lot of people do. And you may not know this, but in some states, it is illegal to have something hanging from your rearview mirror. And we say this because before he was shot in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, Dante Wright called his mother to say he'd been pulled over for having an air freshener on his mirror. Now, some contend those air fresheners are a pretext for police harassment, especially for people of color. Amber Cagliano has more. Hanging an air freshener in your rearview mirror could get you in big trouble. 20-year-old Dante Wright's mother claimed he was pulled over by cops because an air freshener was hanging from his mirror. He called and said he was, just got pulled over by the police. I said, well, why did you get pulled over? And he said, because I had air fresheners hanging in the rearview mirror. What followed has sparked a national outcry after police officer Kim Potter opened fire with her service weapon, which she thought was her taser. You may not be aware that in the majority of states, hanging an air freshener from your rearview mirror is illegal out of concern they may obstruct the driver's view. But some say police are using air fresheners as an excuse to pull you over. Phil Colbert, who lives in Arizona, says he was pulled over for having an air freshener. Can I ask you why you stopped me? So you can't have anything hanging from your rearview mirror. He recorded the encounter on his cell phone. The deputy was later fired. Air fresheners might be illegal, but they can be seen just about anywhere you look. It's actually pretty common. You can see right here, they have stuff hanging from their mirror here. We toured this parking lot in New Jersey with Elmwood Park Police Chief Michael Foligno. So they're really everywhere. There's another one, an air freshener right here and, and a prayer card. Yeah, once you start looking for them, you're going to see them. So mm -hmm. you have another violation right there. It's not just air fresheners. A mask, an air freshener, stickers, a cell phone charger, all illegal. Yes, anything that would obstruct the driver's view uh, is illegal. Doesn't it seem petty to pull someone over for having an air freshener hanging in the rearview mirror? So it could seem petty to some people, but in my 32 years in law enforcement, I've seen many minor traffic violations lead to big arrests, wanted felons, fugitives from justice, murder suspects. Others disagree. So officers often use low-level infractions, like having something hanging in your mirror or having an expired registration to pull somebody over. And they really shouldn't be able to do that. So if you want to avoid a hefty fine or possibly worse, don't leave that air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror while driving.
The police chief we spoke to say it's up to the officer's discretion whether or not to ticket someone for having an air freshener on their rearview mirror. The fine in his jurisdiction is $57. More than a quarter of all Americans are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Half of all adults have received at least one shot. And now efforts are focused on getting the youngest Americans protected against the virus. These kids are among the first in America to get the COVID-19 vaccination. Three-year-old Eloise is participating in the Pfizer trial involving 5,000 children aged two to five. She just got her first dose. They spoke to Eloise, you know, they they checked in with her, you know, if if she was comfortable, if, if, if anything hurt. Angelica and Chris LaCour said they've done the research and have no issues about any potential side effects. Not about the vaccine. I think our, our biggest concern was about the, the other parts of the process, like the blood draw. She's so healthy. She hasn't had to do that before. But any concerns that we had were quickly put at ease. They gave her the swab in her nose, which she didn't particularly like, but was a trooper for that. And then when they gave her the shot, uh, she was completely fine. <laughs> Six-month-old Soren Good is also participating in the study, but has not gotten the shot yet. People are asking us, like, why are you doing this as if we're sacrificing our baby to the gods of science or something? Baby Soren's mother is a scientist. She's got a PhD in immunology from Stanford, and she's been paying attention, and it's safe. Cute baby. Not sure why this is going on, but bobcats seem to be making headlines a lot these days. Yesterday, we heard from that man who fought off a rabid bobcat with his bare hands. And today we present the five-year-old little girl who was locked in an epic stare down with a bobcat in her backyard. It's girl versus bobcat. A fearless five-year-old named Ryan is staring down a wild bobcat in her own backyard. Who will flinch first? It's like a scene from a Clint Eastwood Western showdown. The epic face-off starts when a bobcat chases a rabbit and runs straight into Ryan on her big wheel. She doesn't even flinch. There she is, staring down the beast. Ten seconds pass. Twenty seconds. Finally, the cat realizes he's met his match and retreats. Only then does Ryan run inside to tell mom what just happened. She wasn't even scared when she came in. She kind of came in nonchalant and she said, Mom, I'm not going to play outside because there's a bobcat out there. Ryan showed Inside Edition the stare she gave the bobcat. Ryan's brush with danger comes on the heels of that other scary encounter in North Carolina when a woman was attacked by a rabid bobcat and rescued by her hero husband. Now we have another brave American, this time a little lady from Colorado. Ryan's parents first thought it was just a big house cat in the backyard until they checked the security camera. They have nicknamed their daughter the Bobcat Whisperer. Next. I left without Froyo. Demi Lovato versus the frozen yogurt shop. Why the singer is so upset at this mom and pop place. And lost wedding ring found. But who does it belong to? I had a pretty good idea that somebody had lost it and probably really wanted it back. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's the frozen yogurt store that's got singer Demi Lovato all hot and bothered. Jim Murray explains why. I'm so sorry if it got misconstrued. Demi Lovato um, is coming under I fire just, after blasting a yogurt shop for selling sugar-free items. I left that yogurt store and didn't get the yogurt that I wanted. And then I had a hard time the rest of the weekend. When I wake up in the morning, the controversy was ignited after Demi told her 102 million Instagram followers that she was finding it extremely hard to order Froyo from the Big Chill when you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies, diet foods, before you get to the counter. Demi, who's open about her struggles with an eating disorder, told the yogurt shop, do better, please, and labeled it hashtag diet culture vultures. The Big Chill is an unassuming mom-and-pop frozen yogurt store located in this strip mall in Los Angeles. It's been a local favorite for more than 20 years. Besides yogurt, the shop also sells sugar-free snacks, and that's apparently what made Demi so upset. A spokesperson for the store told Inside Edition, we are really hurt by Demi's comments. Our small woman-owned business has catered to anyone who's come through the door, whether they are diabetic, vegan, gluten-free, or just wanting a decadent dessert. Demi was ridiculed on social media for targeting the yogurt shop. Everything isn't about you. Your message was way wrong. And your temper tantrum could have destroyed this small business. Now the singer is backpedaling. My intentions were not to come in and bully a small business. That was not it. Demi is offering to work with the yogurt shop, saying she can help it be more user-friendly for people with eating disorders, but they have not yet taken her up on that offer. When we come back, a lost wedding ring found in the depths, but to whom does it belong? Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. When this scuba diver came across something round and gold and shiny, he thought he'd found something special, and he was right. There's something shiny at the bottom of the river. Curious, the diver lifted it out of the muck eight feet below and got quite a surprise. It was a gold wedding ring. Expert diver Carl Bly showed off his find when he emerged from the American River in Sacramento. Hey guys, out on the river today, found a whole bunch of uh, stuff, including, yes, that's a ring. I knew where I found it. It was likely somebody was swimming. I had a pretty good idea that somebody had lost it and probably really wanted it back. 
He sure was right about that. 31-year-old Adam Papini was filming on his cell phone and recorded the precise moment he plunged into the river's frigid waters. The water temperature just barely 50 degrees. That's when the ring slipped off his finger. My heart immediately dropped the moment I realized it was gone. So the Lord of the Ring took to social media. It took only four days to locate Adam. He returned the lost wedding ring, but only after he verified a key detail. He was able to describe the diamond setting and um, even showed me a picture of a similar ring because he was having trouble finding a picture of his ring. Meanwhile, Adam has learned a very important lesson. I will definitely be taking it off every time I jump in the river. That sounds like a plan. That video has gone viral with a lot of people posting that seeing it gives them hope that one day they too will retrieve long lost items. When we come back, good news times four. Finally today, the college admissions process can be stressful, but this young lady got into not one, but four Ivy League schools all on the same day. It's the best day ever for this high school senior. I got it. <laughs> Stephanie Gutierrez from Santa Ana, California, just found out she's been accepted to prestigious Columbia University. But wait, there's more. I got it, bro. She's not done yet. Next up, Dartmouth. Oh my God. Another Ivy League acceptance. Now for the moment of truth, Stephanie's dream school, Harvard University. That's four Ivy League schools saying, we want you. Congratulations. Oh my God, I got in. Way to go, Stephanie. Her ultimate goal is to study law. That's Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.